Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the online GPS program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. Our guest today is Scott Asai. He's a TEDx talk speaker about soft skills and leadership. Scott, thanks so much for being on our podcast today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. So let's just jump right in. What was your TED talk about? So it was entitled uh, Saving Soft Skills from Extinction. And basically, the idea is as technology has evolved over time, we become dependent on things like messaging, video chats, phone calls, social media, um, and people's conversation or communication skills uh, in person have really diminished. And so I use the analogy of kind of like conversation has become almost like the next dinosaur in that if we don't start practicing and teaching modeling soft skills to the younger generations, we're going to be in a situation where nobody knows how to have a face-to-face conversation anymore. When did you notice that disconnect? Uh, I think it's been something I've, I've noticed over time, maybe over the past three to five years. Uh, but I think at first I, I assumed it was a more of a generational thing and you, you know, people sort of pick on millennials, even Gen Z to a certain degree. But what I realized that it's not just condensed into one generation. It really has become a society issue. Uh, so once I started to see that and I realized that when I was talking about it, people would ask me like, well, like, what are soft skills? Then I realized maybe I have something there, so I wanted to talk about it further. I couldn't agree with you more, actually. I was speaking at a panel in Saudi Arabia last year, and you know, Bill Gates had spoken there before, and the, uh, Kevin O'Leary were there, and one of the talks they kept mentioning over and over again were soft skills. And for me, I do this for a living, right? I talk about leadership and mm-hmm. communication skills and how you build relationships. So I absolutely agree with what you're saying, and it's so important because I mean, think about it, like our phones, right? It's like so easy to text and to message people and I remember actually on my birthday, I posted on Facebook and I literally said, though I appreciate your message, I would appreciate a call, <laughs> you know, and it's simple, but to your point, it's so important and powerful. So what are some tips you have for our guests about soft skills Like, what's kind of skills that you feel are lacking and, and how do you help build those skills? Yeah. Well, I think one of the examples I give in my talk is the idea of an interview, right? Uh, when we get into a job interview, a lot of times, you know, our resumes are sort of the qualifier, right? They get you in the door. But once you get in the door, what you get judged for is your strong soft skills or lack of soft skills, right? So your body language, your tone, inflection of voice, um, eye contact, things like that. Those are things that you could practice ahead of time because a lot of an interview has more to do with how you're saying something and the impression that you leave on someone and the connection that you form or don't form with that interviewer, that really determines whether you're gonna get the job or not, or whether you're gonna get a second interview, I would say, or not. So I think that's, that's a sort of a practical example because it's something that, you know, if, unless you're unemployed or you, you don't have a desire to have a job, which I think we all do, um, it's something that everyone can relate to because it's a situation where um, no matter what you have done on paper, that's not really what's going to you know, land you anything and or keep you anything. No, it's so true. Again, you can, you can get in the door, but once you're in the door, what do you do? What do you say? And more importantly, how do you say it is what you're saying, right? Right, right. Let's talk about this, this thing called a uh, leadership muscle. What is that about? So for the longest time, uh, my focus was career coaching. I've done that for about 12 or 13 years. And it was because my previous job before becoming an entrepreneur was working with youth. And when I was in high school, college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so 
the obvious thing after I left that job was to help high school and college students figure out what they wanted to do. So at the time, uh, the company that I had was called Growing Forward. Um, and then maybe a couple of years ago, I, I transitioned a little bit into something called Leadership Muscle because what I realized is when I was helping people figure out what they wanted to do, it was a little bit more of an introspective perspective in terms of helping people figure out like who they were, what they were about, what their values are, um, more of who they were. And I always think of a job as an extension of who you are. And so leadership muscle is kind of the idea of sort of taking leadership and putting it in a sports context, because I think that athletes and, and people who play team sports know that the goal at the end of the day is to win, right? You do what you have to do to win. And I think sometimes in business and our careers, sometimes the goal is a little bit fuzzy, like it's not that clear. And so I look at leadership muscle as the idea of like, there's a lot of things you can't control in life, but the one thing that you can control is your attitude and your skill set, and that's dependent on your effort. And so I think of leadership as a muscle in terms of the stronger, the more you develop it, the stronger it gets. And so I try to help people work on leadership skills that can really help them advance their careers. That's great. Do you have any specific examples of clients you've worked with and you kind of walk through a, a specific leadership skill that you've helped them develop to help them with their career or, or business? Yeah, I mean, I've been in a lot of coaching relationships uh, in the past. For example, there's this one girl who I work with for about three to four months. And um, at first she didn't really want to, participate she didn't want to it was a situation where i was working with a company and she was handed to me and what i helped her work on first is like working on her attitude you know she was talking about getting a promotion about getting um, a raise and i was like well if you were your own boss would you hire yourself like would you give yourself a promotion and she was like no and so we had to work on things about you know how to improve her relationship with her boss um, how to be more professional how to be a better communicator and so we had literally would role play this for weeks and then I actually walked her through a conversation she was going to have with her eventual boss. And the nice thing about it uh, is that towards the end of our working relationship, she actually was able to ask for the raise, get it, get promoted, and then be able to tell me before I left. So that was um, just an example of sort of a ideal situation, you know, where it worked out the way I wanted it to work out. Yeah, let's, let's dissect that because it's super important. Again, this podcast is really about offering people inspiration, most information on improving either their careers or the businesses. And what you did was really, really important and really, 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 really key, which is you pretty much called her out and said, okay, you want this stuff, but you deserve it. And that's super important because many of us want things, right? Many of us have the intention, but unless you have someone like you who objectively says, well, do you deserve that? And to her credit too, she actually openly said, okay, I don't know, because a lot of us might want more clients, might want to build out at a higher rate, might want to travel, but if you don't actually objectively look at yourself and say, okay, well, do you even have the skill sets to be promoted or to want the clients? Why should they hire you, right? So I want to just stress to our listeners how important that question was and her credit of even just acknowledging that because unfortunately, you know, I've been coaching for the last few years. I'm primarily more of a speaker, but some of the people that I would coach earlier on, they get really defensive. Like, yeah. why are you hiring a coach if you're going to combat me on what I'm saying, I might not always say the right things, what you want to hear. Cause some of the, sometimes I, I don't know if you find this, Scott, unfortunately a lot of coaches, some of them, they just feed the ego of the clients to make mm. them feel better, but they mm. don't get results. And I'm not that way. Cause I'm a New Yorker. So I just go straight at the juggler and say, Hey, this is what you need to change. And you can change it. If not, this is how you do it. Right. But sure. yeah, different style, right. But for you, I, I, again, I want to highlight that point where you ask a question that's very specific and concise and that's literally the beginning of anything. And so it sounds simple, but I want our guests to really understand how powerful that simple question
profession is. Mm. And let's talk about this whole behind the brand because you're the CEO of this company called Behind the Brand. What, how, does, how does that uh, help your clients? So, I mean, I have to admit, that's a little bit more of a side hustle. Uh, a friend of mine actually had this conversation at a friend's wedding uh, years ago. And originally it was, um, we created this subscription box idea. But what we found is, you know, by doing some test marketing that as we created this artisanal box of goodies, uh, we invited the makers of the products to come to a launch party. And at the launch party, we showed like a 15 minute documentary and the response from the documentary was even better than the actual box. And so we pivoted and what we started to do is we started to, you know, identify some small business owners who didn't have the, maybe the, the, the marketing budget or the bandwidth to be able to have someone, you know, basically do PR or stuff like that for them. And we started to make these videos about why they even created their brand in the first place. And what, what, I, what we found is that when you can dig into someone's story and really understand why they are doing what they're doing, you end up falling in love with their story more than you do with their product or service, which is great because I think over time as a business owner, you, you should eventually want to pivot or change things. You know, address um, and there's always a fear of like, well, what if my, my clients or my customers don't like it anymore? But if you really want to create true brand loyalty, um, it, when someone knows your story and they connect with you, they're willing to follow you, whether you decide to stay on the same path or maybe pivot and go a different direction. Yeah, that's so important. I mean, stories literally are 22 times more than the facts. And from a communication standpoint, it's 65% of the effectiveness. And I don't think people realize that like what you do as a skill set, whether with leadership or storytelling, that's literally the pinnacle and the most important thing in business, because if they don't remember you, they're not going to want to buy from you or work with you. So Thanks so much for some of these amazing thoughts, Scott. How can our guests learn more about you and stay in touch with you? So the easiest way is just my name is my website, scottasai.com. Um, I've actually transitioned in the past year or so to a keynote speaker from a coach. Um, and it's, it's, I think it was a good move. Um, it's something that I would say, uh, public speaking is something I, was, I used to be fearful of. And the way I looked at it is, if you think you're not good at something, you're not gonna be good at it, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so one day I just decided, hey, if you wanna become a better speaker, you're just gonna to have to start doing it. You're gonna fall on your face and you're gonna get some negative feedback, but that's the only way you're gonna get better. And so um, I like to use that example because I feel like when I work with someone or when I talk to someone, I'm constantly pushing them because I feel like I come from a place where I like to be pushed too. That's great. Scott, thanks so much for your time. Have a great day. Thanks.